In American literature and popular imagination, movies, and song, taking the last train to the coast has been the euphemism for the big sleep among the Western set, and by Western I mean country and Western, as well as those who live in the Western part of the United States of America. And it is in that vein that I offer up this episode to the late, great Tony Kinman of The Dills, of Rank and File, of Blackbird, Cowboy Nation. Word started circulating at the beginning of May that he wasn't long for this world, and then on May 4th, it was announced that he had passed. Now, I've talked about his work before. I'm sure I've talked about The Dills, I've talked about the Rank and File, I've talked about Cowpunk quite a bit, I've talked about 77 Punk talked about political punk. I've talked about pop punk. He played in all of those sandboxes. And most recently, he played as the producer for Chip, his brother's newest band, Ford Maddox Ford, but we'll get to that. I want this not to be a sad occasion or a sad episode. I want to talk about what it means to be brothers in a punk rock world. I want to talk about what it means to break out of the sound of what everybody else is doing and what it means to talk not just about the politics of your day, but the societal issues of your day. And the Kinman brothers did all of that. Starting off early on in their career with a number of songs, including this one. This is The Dills with... You're not blank. part of the San Diego scene and then the San Francisco scene and then the Los Angeles scene. The Dills were part Ramones, part The Clash with left-wing politics, socio-political stances, and just really catchy, noisy songs. But underneath all of that, from day one, there was a certain element of country music. They covered the Everly Brothers. They covered Wreck of the Old 97. So it should be no shock to anybody 
that they formed what I consider to be the first cowpunk band. My definition of cowpunk band is punks playing country and western music. Not playing punk covers of country and western, but taking the attitude of punk to country and western, echoing the original attitude of Johnny Cash and Waylon Jennings and Hank Williams, you know, the the original punks in a lot of ways. And one of the ways they were able to do this was by transitioning their punk rock songs into their cowpunk songs. For example, one of my favorite of their tunes, Sound of the Rain. Here they are playing it as the Dills. Here's the same song played as Rank and File. For me, in just that one song, you can see, or hear, I should say, that tie between punk rock and country. You can hear youthful anger and attitude become mature lament and resignation. So Rank and File formed in New York City. They moved to Austin. Their guitarist is a guy named Alejandro Escovedo. Later, they had a guy named Junior Brown on drums. We'll talk about Alejandro in a bit. But as I said earlier, they weren't taking country and speeding it up to punk sound and production. And they weren't taking punk songs and slowing them down necessarily. They were melding the two. They were drawing from both. They weren't trying to please either side. Although I did read an anecdote in the last couple of days that when they got to Austin, because they were anti-country or anti what was passing for corporate country at the time that they weren't able to book shows and therefore they wound up playing in little dives where old timer country fans were were there drinking and the story is that these old time country fans got what these guys were doing the mainstream didn't get it the punks didn't get it the country fans didn't get it remember this is the early 80s this is the urban cowboy era this is that space between the outlaws and what became hat country. It was during this time that they played Austin City Limits. They appeared on talk shows. They were on a major label. Their songs wound up in the movie To Live and Die in L.A. Everyone thinks of To Live and Die in L.A. as being all Wang Chung. But if you listen, you will hear the blasters in rank and file. There's a scene 
where the characters are in a workman's bar with a brick wall. And what's on the jukebox isn't the slick pop of Wang Chung. It's the earthy realism of Los Angeles roots punk of that era. The time when they were playing songs like this one. To my mind, all of these songs, we started off there with I Went Walking, and we moved into Saddest Girl in the World, and this is Lucky Day, which, you know, imagine like a Bruce Springsteen, or a Bob Dylan, or a, I don't know, Los Lobos covering this. At any rate, uh, trying to think about why it is that this has affected me so much, the, the loss of somebody I never met whose music... I've enjoyed over the years, but I don't keep in heavy rotation. And I think it's probably that, in so many ways, the Kinman's experience is echoing my own life. And that started off with punk rock, with always a little hint of country in there. You can go back through these episodes that I've done. You can hear me talk about the Dude soundtrack, the Return of the Living Dead soundtrack. You know, you can hear me talk about cowpunk. Hear me talk about a number of bands that played in this genre. I've uh, talked probably about Jet Black Berries and how they affected me. New math. And the truth is that there's also the brother angle because when it came to punk rock, it was me and my brother. You know, we owned the label together. We animated records. We went to shows. We did all kinds of stuff. We did rock and roll tourism together. And in the recent years, that has fallen off. You know, he's gotten married, moved out of the house. That's all the natural order of life. But it's still kind of sad, and uh, we still do stuff together. In fact, I saw him today. But there's that that bond of brothers who are in the rock and roll, punk rock scene. Oftentimes, it's because of family issues, and I don't know what the Kidman's upbringing was. I'm just always impressed that they stayed together for so long, that they 
they were able to move on and work on various projects. And I'm sure, like anybody, they, they had their fights and their falling outs. But it's that brotherhood that speaks to me and that continued exploration, that not staying in one spot. I mean, they could have been the guys talking about their glory days and the Dills, you know, which, by the way, if you think you've never heard the Dills, they were in a Cheech and Chong film. They played live in a Cheech and Chong film. But like anything, rank and file did come to an end. Their last incarnation was much more heavy metal. I wasn't really all that impressed, so we won't be listening to music from that era. I also was not a big fan of the noise rock outfit Blackbird, which you can hear a little bit of at the beginning of this episode with their version of Big Train. Following that, uh, in the 90s, they did various things, including Blackbird. Mike Watt, whose version of Big Train was the first one I ever heard, which was the single off of his solo album in the 90s, which I did cover in an Album I Love segment, put a little bit of that at the beginning, uh, was Big Train, and they played on that album. So after Blackbird broke up, they formed Cowboy Nation. But rewinding a little bit, let's talk a little bit more about Rank and File. I mentioned the Everly Brothers earlier. And the Everly Brothers ended up covering them. A song called Amanda Ruth. We're going to start with the rank and file version. And then we'll go into the Everly Brothers version. And then we'll come back and we will talk about Cowboy Nation. Following the end of Blackbird, you get Cowboy Nation, which is the more stripped-down, minimalistic, kind of dark country-western, the western side of country music. Their albums, there were three of them, included uh, covers of well-known western songs. I will play one shortly. And it was something that I liked. Uh, This came around the early 2000s. This is the height of uh, No Depression magazine and that kind of thing, which... Maybe a little snarky here, a little bitchy, and say they never seemed to get much traction in that world. Everybody was all hung up on, uh, what, Sunvolt or Uncle Tupelo. Even with No Depression calling Alejandro Escovedo their artist of the decade, 
the fact that he had played in rank and file never seemed to get the traction that maybe I felt it deserved. But whatever, I'm telling you about them now so they don't have to. Unfortunately, Cowboy Nation never seemed to really take off. I think they had some fans and some success in the alt-country and western music scene, but not enough to keep on going. And uh, eventually, Cowboy Nation called it a day. Uh, Chip Kinman went on to play in Chip Kinman and his PCH, great little pop-punk band, you know, kind of reflecting back to what they were doing back in 77 on his own. And more recently in a band called Ford Maddox Ford, which we're not going to quite end with, but I will give you a sample of. They are right now vying for my album of the year. It's early in the year. I don't know what else is out there or is going to come out. You know, The Damned put out a record, and you know how I love The Damned. Janelle Monae has put out a record. Nico Case has a record on the horizon. But Ford Maddox Ford is right up there in the running. And not only is it a great record, it was produced by Tony Kinman, so... I'm going to just play a little bit of one song here, and then we'll talk a little bit about tributes to Chip and Tony. Here, there, it's got kind of a bluesy, stonesy, 70s kind of vibe. A little bit of that hypnotic Stooges, Velvet Underground, Drone, a little bit of blues. It's not something I typically like, but this song and this album, for whatever reason, is speaking to me. By the end of the year, we'll know where it lands on my uh, favorites of the year. Okay, moving on to tributes to Chip and Tony. Alejandro Escovedo in his uh, album Real Animal, which is a concept record about his musical career, sang about rank and file in a song called Chip and Tony. And there's some great lines in it. So let's just check it out. All I ever wanted was a four-piece band Yeah, we're coming all strong just like an accident As long as I do these compilation editions, I hope that I don't feel moved to do too many tribute episodes. If I do, you can bet that it's going to be for artists that meant something to me or I identify with or I dearly care about. People whose work and not just in one band or one album or one incarnation meant something to me. Sometimes it's easy to forget that music oftentimes is a shared experience that it takes us back to a time and place 
takes us back to memories, good and bad, of people we spent that time with. And often we don't realize how precious that time was, that we can never get it back. And this is when the story ends. So we're going to leave with a little bit more Cowboy Nation. I was going to play this earlier, but I started to put it into the mix, and I realized this should be the end. This should be Tony Kinman's voice carrying us out. So wherever you are, good sir, rest in peace. And to everyone who listened, I want to say thank you. Please check out some of the Kinman Brothers music and uh, share it with people that you think will enjoy it. I will talk to you all later. Purple light in the canyon That's where I long to be With my three good companions My rifle, my pony and me Gonna hang last rear on the of a tree coming home Sweetheart dark My rifle, my pony and me My rifle, my pony and me With a will It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.